Welcome to the Abundant Leap Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Welton. I'm a speaker, consultant, and thought leader here at Abundance.io. In this podcast, you'll discover your strengths, find turnkey business models, and get expert guidance for life's biggest financial moments, where we have trained and consulted over 35,000 entrepreneurs on how to start their first online business, and we've helped existing business owners start their second and third stream of income. You can learn more at Abundance.io, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at the Abundant Leap Podcast. Hi, Chance. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So it's so exciting for me to finally connect face-to-face with you because I first learned about you back in 2015 from my friend Tiffany, who owned a wellness center in Laguna Beach. And she gave me your phone number and had me reach out to you because she thought the physical hands-on healing work at the time that you were doing would be really supportive for my body. So... When I reached out to you, you had actually transitioned out of that type of work and you were moving into more SEO and online work. Um, But you gave me your info. You told me what you were doing and I followed you and your career ever since. And so I'd love to kind of back up and learn more about that work that you were doing, that hands-on healing work and learn about how your spiritual journey helped you transition your career over the years? Absolutely. That's a great question. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for having me on. I remember we talked a long time ago. We were both going through transition in our lives and we both always just, you know, wanted to help people. Ever since I was a kid, I was always looking out for others. You know, my dad always taught me, he's like, you know, always try to make people smile and just make make people feel good. And that was just always kind of like my motto And even going up through like junior high and high school, you know, we'd go on trips to Mexico, help out in the villages. We went to New York, helped out like in the projects, helping out with schools, taking people food. And it was just always just like a part of my life is helping people. So naturally, you know, I I went into, uh, you know, Chinese medicine, Eastern modalities, like really wanted to help people heal in a natural way because I lost my father to suicide in 2010. Um, from pharmaceutical drugs. He was over-medicated by his doctor. It should have been a medical malpractice suit, but we were just so young, we didn't really know what was going on. And so that really sent me on my journey to really find truth, not only with health, but with finances, with education, with mental health. Because um, a lot of us, you know, we're spoon-fed poverty mentality and we're forced into a system that doesn't serve us. And we can see it now with like credit card debt through the roof, student debt through the roof, diabetes through the roof, mental health through the roof, divorce through the roof. It's like the writing is on the wall. Like we all need to really take ownership of our health because nobody else is going to do it for that. Our system fails us in that way. And I really saw that going through, you know, meditation and yoga and changing my diet. It's like I was allergic to bees at a very young age. If I got stung, I would swell up like a balloon. So I had an EpiPen. As soon as I switched to an organic diet, that allergy slowly went away to where now when I get stung, it barely even swells up. So there's like a perfect example of our body is our temple. We take care of it. It will take care of us. And so that's what really took me down that pathway, learning about breath work, cold plunge, hot therapy. It's like all these ancient things that ancient civilizations have done for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And 
at some point, we just forgot about all of these very important, very simple things that you don't need to go pay thousands of dollars to a doctor to um, make you feel good. It's just those little things that, you know, happen every day. So I got into energy work and studied with Montauk Chia. He's like just an absolute legend healer um, from the East came and he taught uh, actually Lee Holden is still a very good friend of mine. I'm in a mastermind with him at baby bathwater and he taught me Qigong and then learned Chinate song from Montauk Chia. And just that work naturally became my thing. I never wanted just to be a massage therapist. I knew that there was something more that I wanted to do. And Chinate song really resonated with me along with like polarity therapy, which was all emotional release to the organs. And I had no idea the depth of work that I was doing. But it was like the first person that I w- worked on had an emotional r- release on the table and was like crying and bawling. And w- she was processing her uh, husband's death. And I was thinking that this had just happened a week ago. She's like, Chance, my husband died 20 years ago. And she was just finally having that release. So I was like, wow, this is really powerful. This is really profound. She'd gone to therapy. You know, she was on antidepressants and all these other things. And it wasn't quite getting her to that experience that, that she had. And at that point, I was like, wow, this is really powerful, profound work. I'm going to keep going down this path. And so moved to L.A., started working on, you know, a lot of a lot of high level people, a lot of celebrities, kids, like a lot of like really successful people that were having a lot of trauma through Hollywood, the music industry, corporate life. And I just saw like money was not everything. And I knew that I wanted to make more money, but I knew I wanted to make my money matter. And I was like, I'm hitting, I'm hitting a bottleneck because I can only see so many clients in a day. And I was starting to burn out because I had these bigger dreams. You know, I had the, this bigger vision of helping more people and realized that I was the bottleneck. I was like, how do I go out and help more people heal at a, at a bigger level? And, you know, that's when I started to really understand how the internet worked. And I was really trying to generate business for myself, scale my own company, and then thought, hey, I can help so many businesses scale and rank on SEO and get leads from advertisement. And now we have, you know, AI and SaaS and automation, and we've built it into a a pretty big company at this point. But that was always the driving force for me was I just wanted to help as many people as possible because as I went back through and was looking at really what happened my father, it's like there was financial stress. There wasn't enough abundance in finances. There wasn't enough abundance in health. Um, and that's why the, the name of our company is Abundance.io is to help people find abundance in all the different areas of their life. And if you can help you know people with their immediate means of taking care of like covering the mortgage, being able to buy slightly better food, being able to, you know, get to your, you know, healers and acupuncturists and things of that nature. If you can help people get to that point, they can have more energy, more clarity, less stress, and they can go out and have a bigger impact in the world. I completely agree. For people that haven't heard of that type of hands-on healing modality that you were doing that helps people release trapped emotions from their organs and their physical tissue, what is it called again if people want to start looking for someone in their area? Uh, Chinate song. Chinate song, but even by you doing, yeah, yeah, even by you doing Qigong with yourself, you, I mean, a lot of people teach Qigong now, which is a lot of tapping and a lot of moving that will help release trauma because you're hitting different points. 
I know Lee Holden has a lot of online Qigong teachings you can do, Tai Chi, and really just being aware of your energy is so powerful and learning to be in control of your emotions because most of us are controlled by our emotions. Something will come up, we let it overwhelm us. You know, we're not thinking logically anymore. We're respond or we're reacting instead of responding to the situation. So by doing those practices, yes, Chinate Song with a practitioner can help really get you into that place and help you have that release. But there's a lot of exercises that you can do yourself. Yoga, just simple yoga, even by you just stretching and breathing in the morning for 15 minutes before you let anybody else mess with your day will completely transform your your entire day, right? They always talk about either get up on the right side or the wrong side of the bed. That's up to you. When you get up on the wrong side of the bed, usually you roll over, look at your phone, you got a bad email, a bad text, listen to a, a bad voicemail. Like, let's be honest, you know, 95% of the stuff you're seeing on social media or coming in through your channels is not positive. So if you're going to allow that to program yourself right out of the gate, then that's your decision to let somebody else take control of your attention, which in turn puts you into that kind of negative spiral starting out the day. So let's talk about that. You have been in the health and wellness space for a really long time as well. So you used to be a hands-on healer and you've helped so many people release trapped emotions and learn how to start their day the right way. So tell me a little bit about your routine now as an entrepreneur, as a family man, like what things do you try to incorporate into your day or your week to take care of yourself? Absolutely. You know, being in the healing space for so long, I saw so many healers and people in that, like in that world spend all day healing. And then they're like over hacking and over healing is what I call it. Because now you've spent your whole day of like, oh, I need to go sun gaze for 20 minutes. And then I need to do breath work for 20 minutes. And then I need to do yoga for an hour and a half. And then I need to spend 45 minutes making my perfect smoothie. And you do all of these things. And it's like, you're over leaning into that side of your life and you're not spending time on maybe more your physical body, your financial body, your relationships, right? It's like all those things need to come into balance in order for you to truly operate at your highest level. And, you know, biohacking became a big thing and everyone spent all this money and all these freaking devices and they're spending all these, all this time biohacking and less time just being out in nature, spending time with the people that you love, working on your business. And all of that needs to come into balance. And you can have abundance in each of those. It's just like, it comes down to being so disciplined with your time. Literally, I know it's happening every minute of my day. That sounds crazy to a lot of people. But when you do that, you will find that you have so many hours in the day to get stuff done to better your life. And even if you're working full-time, you go to the gym seven hours a week. You spend 25 hours doing miscellaneous work. Um, you spend, uh, you know, eight hours a night sleeping. You still have 25 hours left in your week to start a business, to start a side hustle, to start investing in your future. Like you don't need to sleep more than eight hours. You can still be working out every day. You know what I mean? I'm sorry I, about that. We might have a little bit of delay. A um, little lag. Yeah, it's all good. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Perfect. So how do you track your schedule? That's a great question. 
Um, I know there's apps out there that you can use, uh, but literally I have everything just blocked out on my calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it won't happen. I'm even talking about blocking out date night. I'm talking about blocking out calling mom. I'm talking about blocking out my workout, my meditation. Everything is blocked out on the calendar. And then, you know, on the weekends, it's like family time. So obviously there's really like nothing there. But during the week, like that Thursday, Friday, I'm planning out the whole next week, getting everything blocked in. It's like I have my days where I create content. I have my days that I do podcasts um, and and always batch stuff. So, you know, even when it comes to like making short term, like short form content, which if you have a business, or you're trying to build a brand. If you're not making short form content right now, you're completely missing the boat. So get on that. But batch it like I'll spend two hours a week and I can make enough short form reels for the entire month. When I do my podcast, I will shoot six to 10 podcasts in a week. I'll be go to one city, film all the badasses from that city that are out there doing big things in the world. And then I'll have enough content for like a month and a half of reels and podcasts. And then because when you're in that flow state, you want to stay in that flow state and then you can be you know, 10 times more productive, right? So I like to batch activities. So, um, you know, block out Mondays for getting all admin stuff done, um, you know, scheduling out the week, making sure everything's locked in. You know, I have a calendar that my team can book on. I have a calendar that podcast guests can book on. Um, I have a calendar for sales calls. And then I only have those slots allocated throughout the week of when those people can be on my calendar. So I completely take control of it. I, I, I never tell somebody, hey, just call me whenever because that never works. I'm giving my power away. And uh, I, I encourage all of you to read the uh, the book Deep Focus by Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. That book changed my life because people talk about money and time are the most valuable resource, he completely disagrees. He says, deep focus and brain power is your most valuable resource. Here's a perfect example. If you give yourself eight hours to complete a task, you're going to spend all eight hours to complete that task. And then in between, you're going to be checking your Instagram. You're going to be hopping on a short phone call. You're going to be checking emails. You're going to be doing all this crap. And then maybe by the end of the day, you'll complete that task. If you say, I'm going to give myself an hour to complete this task, you're not going to pay attention to anything but that task and you're going to freaking get it done. So for me, my brain power, my highest brain power is like from 7, 6, 7 a.m., depending on what time zone I'm in, to about 11 a.m. And that's when it's blocked out where I'm only doing stuff that takes a lot of brain power, coming up with new concepts, coming up with new ads, coming up with new ideas, like creation mode. And all notifications are off. And then that allows me to get everything done. And then the second part of the day is all like secondary thought process, doing Zoom calls with the team, um, you know, doing things that I don't really have to be deeply focused to do, phone calls, sales calls, things of that nature. Um, And I, you know, if you're a morning person, I would block out that time and that's what you do it. My business partner, Abdullah, he's a night person. He comes up with all of his wild ideas from like 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. once the kids go to bed. So that's when he blocks his time out. So whatever that is for you, if you're a morning person or night person, the thing that you'll notice is early in the morning and late at night, most of the world is sleeping. 
So they're like, there's less cognizant like noise. There's less buzz, so you can think more clearly. Like in the middle of the day, like noon to three, I find it very challenging to be really focused and really move the needle. Is that is that resonating, Whitney? Have you seen some of those patterns in in your life? Absolutely. So the earlier I can get up, the better I feel because I completely agree with you. There's less noise in the world. And it's not a sound thing. It's not a real noise. It's because there's less people awake and less people using their brains. There is less static energy and it gives me more internal space. So I operate best in the morning. I'm a natural morning person. I wake up every morning at 5.30, whether there's an alarm clock or not. And I'm crystal clear headed all morning. I start to feel it at one o'clock. That's when you can physically and mentally feel the buzz that like everyone in the world is moving at this time. And that's a great time for me to take a break or do other mundane tasks, you know, where you're reorganizing a kitchen pantry. That's when I go for a walk. I have to do something that doesn't require a lot of brain power like you talked about because it's thick and heavy. It's like the middle. You can almost feel it, you know, when it's the middle of summer and it's crazy hot and you mentally can't work as sharp as you usually do. I feel like it's the same experience from that one to three slump that everyone physically feels in the world at a job, but they don't know why. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, coming from the energy space, I was always very aware of it through my practice. So I knew going into my professional career and and building our big marketing agency and then building our big educational company and now building the podcast and doing all these things, I knew that I still being conscious of that energy and space and and mental health and physical health and energetic health was so important. That's why we love living in our cabin in the middle of the woods. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no power lines. Our water's amazing, comes straight from the ground, has no fluoride, chloramine, chloride, has none of the garbage in it that's killing our testosterone, making us infertile and essentially making us crazy. There's so many heavy metals in our water. Aluminum causes Alzheimer's. It's like you really start to look at health everywhere. It's like your home, you spend a majority of your time in your home than anywhere else, right? So a good friend of mine, Ryan Blazer, owns a company called Test My Home. And every house that we buy, he comes in and rips that place apart, tests for mold, bad electricity. How close are you to uh, an airport? How close are you to a power plant? How close are you to a, uh, a farm that's spraying chemicals everywhere? You know, checks the water, checks everything. And like naturally, when you buy a cabin, it's all made out of hardwood. Your chance of having mold is very low. Your chance of having, you know, like we don't have any paint in the house. So there's no walls to paint. So we also don't have off gassing of chemicals in the paint. So like you really start looking at your surroundings and if you're low on energy or you're feeling crazy or you're feeling stressed out, or you're feeling anxiety, like just start looking at your immediate surroundings and how can you improve that? And this stuff isn't expensive. Like simply from you opening up all the windows in your house, whether it's wintertime or summertime, opening everything up and just letting your house flush out for like 25 minutes improves your air quality by like 80%. When it's all stagnant, it's like you're breathing in dust, you're breathing in insects, you're breathing in like, uh, you know, human skin cells. It's freaking disgusting when you look at it. 
But it's like your house needs to be deep cleaned once a month. Pay somebody $200 to come in and scrub your house top to bottom. It'll improve your air quality. It'll improve your energy. So when you start to look at this, people may say, well, I'm really overwhelmed, Chance. There's a lot of things to go out there and and attack. This is what I say. I say, get 1% better every single day. Just change one little tiny thing in your life that's going to improve your life every single day. In a year, you're going to be 365% better than you were today. If that seems overwhelming, you can make it even simpler. Lose one bad habit a week. Just lose one bad habit. If it's eating uh, deep fried food, stop doing it. It's canola oil. It's creating leaky gut syndrome. It's creating inflammation in your arteries. It's terrible. Stop that. Is it, oh, I need to drink three beers every night. Get down to two beers every night. Get down to one beer every night. Get down to just a couple beers on the weekend. Like just whatever it is for you. If it's, I, I don't work out, go walk 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes of cardio will change your entire state. If it's walking, even on days when I don't have time to exercise, I'll do jumping jacks for like as long as I can. Four, three, four, five minutes, change my entire state. Get a mini trampoline. I have a mini trampoline in my office. I bounce on that for two minutes, stimulates my cardiovascular system. It gets me out of a bad, like depressed or down state. It's like these little tiny, like two millimeter shifts that Tony Robbins talks about. That'll literally change the trajectory of your life. But consistency is key. You have to be doing it every single day. But the problem is people get overwhelmed. People say, hey, I want to start working out. So I'm going to go try to start working out six days a week, but I haven't worked out for the last four years. You're going to get burned out. You're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to do it. You have to just decide what can I do everyday consistency for 90 days. And I tell my students, when you're starting a new business, you can build a side hustle with five to 25 hours a week, but it's consistency because people get excited. They'll come in, they'll spend every minute of, of their week trying to build a business. And then the next week they're like, oh, I did so much last week. I'm not going to do anything this week or I'm only going to put in an hour. Like that's not how business works. That's not how working out works. So when it comes to making these abundant leaps in your life, consistency is the most important thing. So if you're going to start a business, which we, we've taught over 35,000 students how to do that at abundance.io, you can go there, you can take the quiz, you figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. And based on that, we help you with like the right business model. And if you come in and you say, you know what, I only have five hours a week. Okay, spend one hour a day, do that consistently. You might not be able to grow a business in, in two months, but you stay consistent at five hours a week in six months, you're going to have a business. It's going to be generating income, but it all comes down to that consistency. So I know that was a, that was a lot. If you, if you want to dive deeper on any specific one of those topics that would really resonate with your audience, I'm an open book. Well, I would love to know more about what you just brought up is when people are ready to transition into a new phase in their life, you, you have the old life. So you were working as a hands-on healer, giving tons of energy to other people, having to physically show up and do your job, right? And you wanted to create something else, something online where you could support more people. How did you create the time to start the new business while continuing the old business to fund the new business, to, to fund your current life? You know, it's that you're ready to make the shift, but how do you set yourself up 
so you can walk away from the old version of yourself or the old career? That's a great question. And a lot of people won't do it because they're afraid of failure. And I'll tell you right now, we learn from failing. So get in, start a business and fail as fast as you freaking can, because you're going to learn from that. You don't learn from your successes. Like when here's a perfect example. When you're playing golf or you're playing your favorite sport, when you hit it perfectly, when you, you know, make that shot or whatever, you don't even think about it. But if you miss it or you make a terrible shot, then you think about it and say, hey, how do I fix that? How do I make that better? It's the same thing with business. When you fail, then you're going to look at it and say, why did I fail? How do I fix it? And as an entrepreneur, you start to understand, you got to, you get excited about the failures. Anytime I start a new business, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to break this thing and burn it to the ground because then we're going to learn how to do this thing right. So that's the first thing is understand you are going to fail. You're going to fail a lot. And the faster you fail, the quicker you're going to be successful. So just know that. Okay. It's, you're going to crash and burn. People are going to laugh at you. You're going to feel like a failure. It's all that, all that shit's going to happen. But I will tell you that when you decide to become an entrepreneur, the only way that you're going to fail is if you quit. That's it. So if you can accept that you're going to fail and you can tell yourself that you're not going to quit, you will be a successful entrepreneur and you'll be a damn good one. And here's the thing. When when you decide to do it, like for me, like I said earlier, you have 20, even if, even if you're working full time and going to the gym and spending 25 hours with your family and doing miscellaneous stuff around the house, you still have 25 extra hours. Okay. You can build a six or seven figure online business within a year if you can dedicate 25 hours a week. And it's always short term gain, long term pain, or you can flip the script there. You can have short term pain, dedicate a year to this and be on vacation for the rest of your life. Now, my mentor told me that when I was starting because I got into SEO, I started to see the writing on the wall, but I was also trying to be an actor. I was also trying to be a musician. I was still working as a massage therapist. I still bartended a couple nights a week. Like I was doing all of these things. So my, again, my focus was extremely distracted. And some weeks, one of those different activities would take more time than others. So some weeks it was like, I'm, you know, I'm spending 80 hours a week trying to make this stuff happen. At the end of the month, I'm still making three grand a month. And I kept saying, what am I doing wrong? Well, I wasn't dedicating myself to a passive business model where I could leverage software and I could leverage the internet to eventually get me ahead. So nowadays it's easier to become a millionaire than it ever has been because we have the internet. We have automation. Now we have AI. It's like you can start an e-com brand. You can start a online real estate brand through Airbnb. You can pop these things up in a day and have online businesses. Okay. That is the world that we freaking live in. So when you decide to do it, like I said, it goes back to find, find the people that are doing exactly what you want out of life and go learn from them. The people that are making the money you want to make, the people that are traveling the places you want to travel, the people that have the family relationships and the friendships and the health, like go follow those people and figure out a way for them to be your mentor, invest in them because they have done the work and they're going to be there to cheer you on. And they're going to give you what you need to get to that next step and surround yourself with entrepreneurs. If you go it to start an entrepreneur and you keep hanging around all of your friends that are still employees and W2 or independent contractors, they're not going to have the best advice for you. Because I've talked to so many students that have been like, oh, I got started and I was telling all my friends that 
work about it and they all made fun of me and told me I was going to fail and that it was stupid and it was a bad investment. I'm like, do you want their life? Do you want to keep bartending the rest of your life and live in a 400 square foot studio? If you want that, great. Go listen to them. Go let them be your mentors. But if you don't want that, go find the people that are living the life that you want and start surrounding yourself with those people. Because when we hear a negative comment to ourselves, it takes us seven to 10 positive reinforcements to overcome that negative comment. So if you're around negative people all day long, guess what? You're subconsciously programmed to be negative about life. That's it. So you have to get around positive people that are doing the things that you want, that are going the places that you want to go. Tony Robbins says, show me your seven closest friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your seven closest friends and I'll show you your future. That is so freaking real. And I know that a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that, but it's truth. Their bank account, where they live, what they're doing, their relationship with their family, their health, how much they drink, the drugs they do, you name it. If if that is your world, that is who you are going to be 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now. How would you suggest people cultivate new friendships in that direction that they want to go or connect with that mentor that they see online whose work they admire and lifestyle they admire. How do we make those new connections as adults when we aren't sitting next to them in the classroom? Absolutely. That's a great question. So when it let, let's let's start with the first one of like how to just be around people that are more positive that are rowing in the right direction. All of those people hang out at the same places. They go to the same events. They go to the same conferences. They go to the same yoga studio, like just start waking up early and going to the places where just start like where healthy, high vibe people are hanging out and you're going to start bumping into people that are doing cool shit. Uh, I was a massage therapist at Equinox, uh, which is a very expensive high, you know, Equinox. For those of you that don't know what an Equinox is, five star gym, like all the celebrities, the rich, the successful, that's where they work out. It's like $300 a month baseline and then you're paying two to three grand a month, probably for a physical trainer, other thousand dollars a month for massage therapy. Like it's a whole, it's a whole deal. And I knew as a massage therapist, like I need to be there as much as I can. I need to be there as much as I can. Cause even when I was off, guess what? I was there going to the group workout studios. I was hanging out in the cafe, drinking smoothies, meeting people. I was, um, popping up conversations with people in the coffee line, ended up meeting this guy that started, a. um, uh, a fitness brand. He was a fi- uh, physical tr- trainer at Equinox. His name's Adam. Created this other like CrossFit band thing that was like taken off. And I was like, "How did you think to do that?" He gave me the book, "The Four Hour Work Week" by Tim Ferriss. Read that book, changed my freaking life. I started thinking about how to outsource, how to find VAs. You can hire people overseas for a couple of bucks an hour, and they will design you websites, graphic design. Like my brain exploded. And it was because I was there. I wasn't down at the dive bar at three in the afternoon on a Tuesday drinking beer, trying to meet friends. Like the successful people are not there doing that. They're at Equinox getting their shred on at three after work. So like, there's a great example. It's like wherever you're at, it's like there's meetups happening. 
there's, um, you know, chamber of commerce meetings, there's BMI meetings, there's, um, you know, just start hanging out in the places where you think rich people are hanging out and you'll start to meet the right people. Now, when it comes to your, the mentors, it's like people can be mentors without you personally know that knowing them or going through their course or whatever it may be. It's like, listen to their podcast, read their books, show up to their events. Like that's how you can start introducing yourself to the right people. It's like, man, like we put on events. I, a lot of people that I really respect in our industry put on events. It's like, find like the right business model that you want, go follow them. And guess what? They'll have a $7 product for you to check out to, you can kind of start to understand what they're doing. They'll have a free newsletter that you can sign up for and start getting more information. Um, you know, we do a, a free test and a free analysis to help you figure out what type of online business you want. If you don't resonate with me and you don't, you know, buy with me, that's, that's awesome. Like there's a, there's a mentor out there that will vibe with you that will really help get you to that next level. And, you know, it's a bit of a discipline in the beginning to start changing your focus to podcasts and those books really help take you to the next level, wherever that's at. If you're fine, if you love where your finances are at and you want to level up in your, in your mindset and your discipline and your health, whatever it is, go find those mentors for that and start consuming their content. Did I touch on all those points? Cause I know you had a. No, you did. Um, one thing I do find interesting, I'd love to know your thought as an entrepreneur who lives in two places, you know, you spend two seasons in one location and two seasons in another location. You, I think do a lot of work from home or you go into a podcast studio and I think there's a lot of people in your same boat right now where they aren't going to an office every day or they aren't going to a WeWork or a shared office space. Are there other quote unquote office spaces people can start to create so they can connect with more people? Do you suggest that people start to get, you know, a WeWork membership or some sort of community office space membership so they get out of their house a little bit more and they're kind of forced to connect with people in their areas? Um, that's a great question. Yes. I mean, for sure. I, I always look for opportunities to connect with other people that are doing big things in the world. WeWorks are great. I mean, they, they do like their community events all the time where you go in and meet all the people and, and check that out. Um, you know, if you're in a smaller town and that doesn't exist, you can be the creator of that. You can create the Facebook group. You can start inviting people into that. You can start a master, I'm like, guys, I don't know what I want to talk about, but I'm wanting to start a business. Anybody else out there want to start a business? Is there people that have started a business that are successful? Like, let's all get together and go out to dinner. I tell that to people all the time because um, the secret to making friends, um, and I believe it was Leonardo DiCaprio said this, said the, the secret to making friends are people are always waiting to be told what to do. Like they're always wanting to be, they're thinking like, oh, someone's going to come up to me and say, hey, let's be friends. And everybody's hoping that happens. So if you become the person that walks up and say, hey, I really love your style. We live in the same town. Like, what do you do? What are you up to? Like, let's be friends. People are waiting for you to say that. So when you look at some of those successful people in the world, they are the initiators. 
They're not the ones sitting on the sideline waiting for them to come. Like even very successful people are still very introverted and won't do that. But guess what? When you walk up to somebody and you're nice and open and friendly, they're not going to like spit in your face and push you down and say, I don't want to talk to you, loser. It's like, that's not how people are wired. And if they are, you don't want to hang out with them anyways. But just by doing that, you getting outside of your comfort zone, people will respect you for that. And a really good friend of mine, Steve, is like a master connector. That's all he does is just connects people all day long. Like, what do you need? How can I help you? And then he'll go and connect me with somebody that can help me with that issue, whether it's business, personal, finance, attorneys, whatever it is. And like, that's just what he's ingrained in his brain. And now everybody knows Steve. Everybody wants to help out Steve. Everybody's doing favors for Steve because he's always doing favors because he knows that it'll all come back around. And like, naturally, when you start that relationship with somebody, if you just think, how can I help them? First of all, people don't hear that very often. I'll go up to very successful people and say, hey, love you, respect you, support you. What do you need? How can I help you? And they're always like caught off guard. Like everyone's always asking me for stuff. Um, Yeah, like, do you have a great option for sales or AI or like, how did you launch your podcast or, you know, and it'll just start all these amazing conversations will coming up. And then if I can't help them, I know somebody that can. And now they'll always remember that chance guy was really nice. He introduced himself. So I respect him for having courage. And then B, he asked me what he could do to help me, which I never hear. So guess what? That person's always going to remember who chance is. That's my secret. I think these tips are great. We always have to work on expanding our network because we live in a time where people are constantly going to be moving. And whether we like it or not, people will keep coming in and out of our lives. So we can't stay stagnant with our relationships, especially if we want to grow personally, spiritually, as well as grow our business. We have to keep expanding that network. And I don't think it ever gets easier. You just have to keep kind of nudging and get what's uncomfortable in creating those new connections. Absolutely. And it's a muscle. And if you practice it every day, it becomes second nature. Because we'll come up to the cabin and like we'll be at our cabin in remote Idaho for like three months out of at a time. And then in the spring and fall, I'm hitting conferences like every week and podcasts and I'm like back in the zone. But then I'm up here and I even feel like, oh, I haven't really been working this muscle. So then when I go back to the city and kind of get back into it, I'm like, oh man, I got to lean into this a little bit. So it's like, even for me as a very extroverted socializer, it's like, yeah, it can still be kind of daunting if you're not practicing it. So I would say like when you're out, just even standing in line at coffee, just like, oh my gosh, I love your handbag. What is, oh, Louis, so cool. What do you do? Like people love to be complimented and then they love to talk about themselves. So do that, compliment them and then allow them to talk about themselves. And then eventually like, oh my gosh, been rambling on for 10 minutes about me. What do you do? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because for me as a marketer, growth hacker, coach, consultant, everyone can be my client essentially. So that opens it up for business to take place. Like, oh, you should be on my podcast. Oh, I should be on your show. Like it opens up so many different things. Um, And when you're authentic and speaking from the heart and really care about that person, it really allows for some really cool opportunities to happen. So what are some of those conferences and events that you have lined up in your calendar for the fall? I'd love to know what you try to hit each year. You know, for me, 
I always try to keep tapping into different masterminds um, because I'll get in there and I can dig really deep through a network and connect with a lot of people very quickly. Um, so my calendar is always changing because I'll be going to different masterminds. Um, so, and there, and there's different levels of masterminds, depending on where you're at as an entrepreneur, where you're at financially, what your actual goals are. Um, when it comes to health, it's like, I love the biohacking event that Dave Astry puts on. I went to the first one in 2012. He puts it on every year. If you're really interested about leveling up your health, it's like, you can get an intro ticket for a couple hundred bucks. It's an amazing mastermind. And everybody there is like really jazzed about health. So I always look at, okay, what's my next leap in life that I'm trying to go for, right? And then yes. and then based on that, then I start doing research on the people that I respect in that industry and what events they have coming up. There's a, so many virtual events that happen now where you can pay 29 bucks, 47 bucks, maybe even a hundred bucks. And you could do a two-day virtual event sitting in the comfort of your own home but then they even pull people out into breakout rooms where you can all talk to each other. So you can still be building networks through these like really cool Zoom events that they put on. Now, that's an easy barrier to entry. Not a lot of money. You don't got to travel. You don't have to invest a whole lot of time. Um, that's a great option. Um, there's some business events. So I'm always looking at like just really building the network now because now we're looking to find, um, you know, coaches or um experts that we can publish and help them grow their brands. So that's like one component of our business. Another component of our business is helping first-time entrepreneurs get started in their first online business, which we've helped coach over 35,000 students. So there's that level. And then there's like the podcast personal brand side that I'm doing as well um, to build as well. So based on which one I'm really trying to focus on, then I'll look at which conference or which mastermind is going to help elevate each of those businesses and they're all cohesive. And as an entrepreneur, when you're building your business, the biggest mistake people make is they say, Hey, I'm really good at being a marketer. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to start a plumbing business. And you're like, that's so far outside of your realm. Like you're probably going to get smoked. And usually that happens. And I made that mistake multiple times. So it's like, if you want to build more revenue, stay in your lane, stay in your zone of genius, but just help out a different avatar or a different person or bolt on another event to your already existing coaching business. Or if you're just an event business, bolt on a monthly subscription model that adds more value that's still in line with your product. Right? Or it's like, as I'm a coach, I've helped so many coaches grow their business. If I want to create more revenue and add more value, then I'm going to go sign on another coach and help him grow or her grow or them grow to the next, you know, place. So yeah, when it comes to masterminds now, it's like at first I went into, you know, business development masterminds. And eventually I went into scaling masterminds where I was hanging out with, you know, six figure earners. And then I started going to seven figure mastermind events. And I started going to eight figure mastermind events. And now the next one I'm being a part of with uh, Dan Fleischman is the nine figure event. It's like people in there are they doing nine figures or really close to it. So I always look at the audience of who's going to these events and then find out where I fit in that metric to make sure that I'm spending my time and energy going to the right event. Because remember, I went to a really high level mastermind and it was so over my head. 
was like, I paid a lot of money to be here and I can't get a lot out of it because it's so beyond where I'm at. Um, so yeah, when you're looking at going to these events, I'd really do your research on it and be like, Hey, does this make sense for me right now? With where I'm at in either starting a business or where I'm at in my business. I'm taking notes as we're chatting today. And there's two things that just really jumped out at me is you mentioned, take a look at where you want the next leap in your life to be, and then stay in your zone of genius. So you're going to analyze where you want that next leap in your life to be. And then how can you work within your zone of genius to create that? Yes. Yes. Because we have our zone of incompetence, we have our zone of competence, we have our zone of excellence, and we have our zone of genius. And when you're in your zone of genius, it's in your flow state. It's like you snap your fingers and money starts falling off the trees and you you find your, your soulmate and everything is just like clicking, right? That's where we all want to be. But it's like, that's where we get focused on what we're really, really, really good at. So people talk about like, okay... What I want to go out and start a business, and then they just go start a business because they saw some ad online. It's like, yeah, that business model works, and you can have success in it, but it's not your zone of genius, and that's why we create our abundance.io quiz. So we want you to find out where your zone of genius is, and then go into that lane. So here's a perfect example. I'm seeing uh, there's a good friend of mine that was a first responder. I'm helping him with his coaching business. He's a first responder. He was a police officer. And he was making good money and he ranked up very, very quickly in his department because he was always working on mindset, leadership, his health. And he was like, wow, like I'm going to really fine tune that. And it allowed his career to expand. And he was like surpassing people that had been in the department a long time. He wasn't bitter. He was, he was a learner. He was ready to, you know, uh, take advice from his superiors. And he moved up very, very quickly. Well, then eventually he decided, man, I'm really good at leading first responders and I'm really good at helping them through trauma. He was like helping them with like breath work and mindset and all these things. So then he went out and created a coaching business to because he knew he wanted to take it much further and help more people. And he's like, these first responders don't have this level of like uh, support and systems to really help them become like super dad or super mom and keep their relationships alive, not commit suicide, not turn into an alcoholic. Because like there's this saying inside of first responders called the fifth shift to where when you're done at work, you go and drink two or three beers before you go home. And that's like a very common thing. So he was like, I want to really help people there. And so he was really good at that. So he, he created his business on his zone of genius. That's why it's become successful. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yes. And that goes the same so for like, if you're a, if you're a, um, you know, uh, a real estate agent or you're an investment banker or you're a teacher or you're these things where you're like really good at your field, you can create your own business really around that and still stay in your zone of genius, but be able to go out there and help and coach people that have had like the same barriers, barriers that you've experienced in your career. And you can help them get through that because there's a lot of people that have amazing high paying jobs that love what they do but then don't have these other tools of how to manage home life, of how to be smart about their wealth investment, you know, all of these other things that come along with it to where you can literally 
create a system. I'm not saying just go make something up, but from your own experience that if you've really helped yourself and helped other people, you can create a business, a consulting or coaching business that can really help the people that are in your field. And you would be blown away at how successful you'll be because you're authentic. You're speaking from the heart. You know what you're talking about and you truly care about people. It's like you can really create something really rad that's totally in line with your zone of genius. So with all the work that you do right now, by, while also being conscious that you need to continually take care of yourself and your own vessel, what are the few different things that you always incorporate into your week that keep you feeling good, grounded, and mentally clear? That's a great question. So I talked about earlier, you know, like not overhacking. So I really am cautious about that. So in the morning, when I do my 20 minute meditation and my three minutes of breath work, I'm doing that in my sauna. So I'm getting my, my sweat on as well. And then I get out. I, I have an X3, uh, workout system that literally takes me eight minutes to do my full workout. I do that. I do 10 minutes of cardio on my Peloton cold plunge to work. So I can do all of that in about 45, 50 minutes. And my entire routine is done. I can be at my stand desk ready to go. And I have to do that. Like on days that I don't do that, I feel crazy. And that's how 98% of the world operates not meditators, not taking care of themselves. And like, cause I'll go on trips or we had our family vacation here or our family reunion here for five days. And like, it's totally out of my routine. I was like, man, I am feeling down. I am not feeling clear. I'm not feeling motivated. I was like, well, and I just skipped a couple of days. So, um, that's my very simplified version where I'm getting all the things that everybody talks about from these different hacks, but doing it in 50 minutes. And like not getting on my phone in between, not doing any of that. So I just like get it done and then I can show up and do my work. And then my work, yeah, until, you know, noon, one o'clock is just work time. And then after that is, you know, family time. We go to the lake, I get outside, like I get outside every day. And I always have to do something extreme every day, which is mountain biking, surfing, surfing behind my boat getting on a jet ski, going on a run, like doing something outside to really, because then it forces me into flow state and gets me out of thinking about work. And I gets me in, in the moment, you know, my sisters love to ride horses. You know, I got friends that just love to ride dirt bikes, like whatever it is, like get that little bit of fun in. Cause I'm all about fun. Like that's the reason I created this business. Cause I wanted a lifestyle business. And so I know when I say dedicated to my work, I do my routine so then I can serve my family and serve my people, serve my community, serve my students, serve my clients at the highest level. And then I'm very conscious about how much time I need to put into that in order to make sure I'm giving the highest amount of value. So the reason why I'm able to do so many things is because I have a really strong team around me. And I always say hire right or hire twice. Hire really strong, awesome people around you. Upwork is an amazing resource. Indeed is an amazing resource. LinkedIn is an amazing resource. Once you get to a certain level, learn to outsource and build SOPs, your standard operating procedures. Everything, like I use, we use 
Slack for communication. So all the different conversations are organized. My sales chat, we're only talking about sales. My sales guys are the only ones in there. Support, same thing. So everything is freaking organized. So our email inboxes are getting blown up and it's all out of order because organization is everything. So everything is in Slack organized. And then for every business that we bring on, every student that we bring on, there's an SOP inside of Asana and everything has a check mark right next to it. So every person is onboarded the right way. I can see exactly how they're onboarded because communication and meetings are the biggest waste of time. And old traditional businesses are always like, oh, we need to talk this through and we need to email back and forth and we need to have nine meetings today. It's like when we're in meetings, we're not getting shit done. So we've eliminated as many meetings as possible. It's like you are held accountable through our SOPs, through our Slack channel, through our Asana. And if something isn't getting done by a certain timer, then that's when, okay, now a superior needs to hop in and have that conversation. So like building out your org chart is very, very important. Like, you know, setters and the sales reps all report to the sales managers. They don't talk to me. Sales manager talks to the project manager. They don't talk to me, right? You got support and accounting. They all talk to project manager. Everyone talks to project manager. He's like our CEO. And then he will talk to me and then I can talk to him. And they, so like, I'm not getting all of this noise coming to me because I need to be focusing on building the brand because that's why there are owners, CEO, you know, board of directors, and it all goes down. It's not a hierarchy system. It's an organization system because, you know, your entry level employees that are doing email support or doing setters or whatever it may be, they're going to make probably 50 to a hundred decisions, small little decisions in that day. And that's what their brain power can, can handle. If I was handling all of that, I couldn't be handling the one or two big decisions I need to make this month. So they're making a hunt 50 to hundred decisions a day. Then you got middle managers probably making five decisions a day. And then you got, you know, the, the PC on the making like one decision a day. And then I may be making like one big decision a week. So I really got to think it through because I'm going to pull a big lever that's going to affect all everything else that's happening inside of the company. So I need to make sure that's a smart decision. Well, if people want to take the abundance IO quiz, connect with you, learn more from you, where should you, where should they go? Share all your spaces. Yeah, I'm going to, I can give you all of my links so you can put it with this episode. That, so they always have it there. Abundance.io is the quiz. It's a free quiz. You take that. You find out if you're a socializer, uh, a founder, an engineer, or a coach. And then based on that, um, it'll give you this whole breakdown. We spent about a year and a half developing it with some of the top personality test developers out there. Um, and we have the only entrepreneurial quiz that's live on the internet. And so... Once you get that, you speak with an advisor. We figure out what's the best fit for you. Um, and then you come in, it's an introductory quiz or an introductory course to like see that business model. And our whole concept is platform arbitrage. So we teach you how to build businesses on already existing platforms like Airbnb, Amazon, Kindle. Uh, now we have a whole AI SaaS system as well for lead generation for local business owners. I mean, there's a lot of options. And we've purposely built those in different sectors because it's going to take a different type of person for just running an e-com brand that's just like always behind the scenes versus a socializer like myself 
that wants to be out consulting clients, helping them grow their business, building relationships. So that works really well for me. So you can do that. You can also follow me at chance underscore Welton on Instagram. Um, you can always see the podcast there. The link to the abundance podcast is there as well. Um, yeah, hit me up, follow me, ask me questions on IG, go take the quiz. I'm going to give Whitney the links so that she can post them all below this episode so that you guys can check it out. And I, and I look forward to getting to speak with you guys. Fantastic. And can you leave our listeners with one healthy tip they can consider adding into their life? Yes, definitely. I would say go take a food sensitivity test from a naturopathic doctor. They're going to charge you a hundred to a couple hundred bucks. And then you're going to get all this food that is making you tired that you're sensitive to or allergic to eliminate all that from your diet. Because even if you're allergic to gluten and you love pasta, guess what? They make pasta out of brown rice. You can still have your pasta. It's like making those little decisions. You love cookies. So you have to make sugar-free cookies, gluten-free cookies that are better than the ones that are full of all the garbage. So I would say start there. And then I would also say um, for the quickest energy boost is do at least 10 minutes of cardio in the morning. You're going to feel freaking awesome. And then do breath work. I did the Wim Hof training. I'm going to do another training in a couple of weeks for more like somatic breathwork stuff. But just by you taking 30 deep breaths and then holding out for 10 seconds, do that three times. It'll completely change your state because we're all doing like shallow breathing all the time. So if you just go do that 30 times, pause, hold in on the last one for 10 seconds do it again, 30, do it again, 30. You'll feel incredible. I did buy just before we got on this podcast to make sure that my brain was had enough oxygen to be talking high level and responding to all of your amazing questions. And yeah, I know you asked for one, but I gave you guys a couple. Those are easy little tricks to like, just get you feeling good. Cause when you feel good and you have energy then you can show up for your family better. You can show up for your girlfriend, your boyfriend better. You can show up for your business better. You can show up for your job better. So many people show up waiting for a raise instead of doing what they're supposed to be doing in order to get a raise. Same thing if people are starting your business. They're running their business waiting for all this money to come in. Well, what are you doing to make the money come in? That's the mindset you need to have. So if you're energized, then you're going to naturally want to do that. We are put on this planet to produce. We feel fulfilled when we produce and we get rewarded. So if you don't have energy, it's really hard to go out there and produce. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so nice to hear about your journey and how you are still in the spiritual health and wellness space, but you've moved into helping people create abundance and also just learning the skills to manage their own body um, so they don't necessarily need to outsource their own health. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm excited myself to go and check out your abundance quiz. Right on, Wendy. Well, thank you so much for following back up. And this was an amazing conversation. I'm so glad I got to hop on here with you. And I can't wait for the episode to drop. Thank you. I'm so grateful.